So today we're starting the series on Galatians, and um, we're doing it, Galatians is actually a letter. It's actually a letter to a church, and it was written by a guy named Paul, and the reason he wrote this letter was to help the church be healthy and have the right perspective and the right view of what Christianity or following Jesus is really about. And now if we fast forward to today, we pretty much have two different types of Christianity uh, that, that will follow. And uh, one of them is called religion. The other one is a brand of relationship. And, and I'll just be frank with you, I don't like religion. I actually have never liked religion. But on the other hand, relationship is uh, something that I like a whole, whole lot. You see, the, the religion brand has been around for a long, long, long time. And it's been around hurting people for that same amount of time. And it actually, actually, religion is why a lot of people don't like church. It's why a lot of people don't like Christians. And it's why a lot of people don't want to have anything to do with God. And it's because of religion. On the other hand, relationship is a, it's a very life-giving and a very attractive brand of Christianity, and it's 100% what, what we buy into. Um, in the book of Galatians that, that we're doing this entire series on, and by the way, if you want to be ready for next week and have read what we're talking about, read the second chapter of Galatians between now and Sunday. If you want, you can start reading Galatians chapter 2 when Ed's talking today. Uh, no, wait, 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 wait till a little bit after that, but you'll be ready for next week. Well, in this book, we find that Paul, the guy that wrote it, he felt exactly the same way we do about religion. And so we're going to talk about that during this series. Now, here's what this guy Paul would do. He was a church planter. He didn't start out that way. He started out as a pretty rough, actually a pretty bad guy. But he, God changed his life, and he ended up going around what we call, it's modern-day Turkey, and he would plant churches in these non-Jewish communities where, where folks, people that weren't Jews back then, I guess technically today, are still called Gentiles, which is most likely what most of us in here are. And so he would plant churches in these areas and tell people about Jesus. Well, to, to help them, he would write letters after he left and you know, moved on to write, uh, start another church, and that, that one was going good, he'd write letters to him to help him out. Well, he planted a church in the region around, again, modern-day Turkey called Galatia. And after he moved on from this church to plant another one, there was a group of these non... Uh, I'm sorry, a group of, of Jewish Jesus followers that came in uh, and to the church, and they said, hey, look, um, you guys are going to have to, you're not doing it all right. You're going to have to do some certain Jewish things and certain Jewish customs if you want to be real church members or you want to be real Jesus followers. You're going to have to do these, these things. You have to perform these tasks. Now, one of the things in particular that they were telling them was an act, like a, it was something they had to physically do. And so with the, here's what they did. They said, okay, look, all you guys, if you want to really follow Jesus, and be considered a Christian, and, and God be happy with you, you're going to have to be circumcised. 
And that was not a common practice amongst the, the Gentiles. And so you can imagine, um, I'd have been like, hmm, uh, babe, I really want to join this church, but why don't you just go into the membership class for me? I'll wait in the car. Because, you know, peace out. We ain't doing this. Uh, that, that's, I mean, I mean, you can imagine the, just the, the turmoil that, hey, I don't know what the heck you're talking about. So these, these Jewish folks were all about religion. And they were all about, you have to follow these rules and you have to do these things if you want to be, make God happy and you want to be a real Christian. Well, Paul heard about this. This church he planted, he heard that that was happening. And by the way, some of these folks actually believed him. And so they started doing that, these grown men. And it was craziness. Paul got upset. He got hot. He, was, he wrote, and so this letter is him saying, what in the world are you doing? Uh, and you're, we'll, we'll hear that in, in the way he, he wrote. But he decided, I got to get these people back on track to tell them what Christianity is really about, what it's, Jesus really meant for it to be. And so this series that we're doing, it's about living in the freedom that Jesus came to give us. Uh, he, he, came, he didn't come to make us a slave to religion. We're free to have a relationship with him, and he wants us to live in that. So let's get started by reading the, the first part of the letter that Paul wrote to the Galatians. Here's what Paul said. I am astonished that you are so quickly deserting the one who called you by the grace of Christ and are turning to a different gospel, which is really no gospel at all. Evidently, some people are throwing you into confusion and are trying to pervert the gospel of Christ. Chad said Paul was upset. This is strong language. I'm astonished. What? I can't believe what you're doing. And then he says what you're doing is taking the gospel, which means the good news about Jesus, the message of God's love to earth. He said you're taking that gospel and perverting it. Those are strong words because this is so important. You could say this in some ways is one of the most important things in life that we get a hold of what Jesus really wants us to have and what this is supposed to look like. You know, we're going to be looking at it today as two different brands of Christianity. The one brand that Jesus brought that gives life and the other brand these religious guys are trying to put on them that was life-sucking. So let's describe the difference in these two brands by going back to the beginning of the Bible at a story many of you are familiar with called the Garden of Eden. All right, there's two trees there that God's made, and we're going to jump into that story in Genesis chapter 2. He, being God, made all kinds of beautiful trees grow there and produce good fruit. In the middle of the garden stood the tree that gives life and the tree that gives knowledge of what is good and what is bad. So, two trees in the garden, the tree of life, the tree of knowledge of good and evil, what is good and what's bad. You probably know the story, I bet. So, let, let's just put it in, in a nutshell. God put these trees there and said, don't eat of the tree of knowledge. That, that'll kill you. We'll see that actual verse in a moment. But they chose to, and as a result, they had to leave the Garden of Eden. Things got ruined by their choice. You may have seen pictures like I have of, uh, uh, it, like in a kid's book, you know, or a children's Bible of a naked Adam and Eve, and she's holding a, an apple with a bite taken out of it. You may have seen that. Well, uh, the Bible didn't say it was an apple. It was some kind of a fruit, 
And a lot of people think that this is where they chose to walk away from God in sin. But, you know, that, that's not exactly right. Their turning their back on God did happen, but that happened as a result of what they did here. God warned them about it. Let's look at what God said. But the Lord God warned him, you may freely eat the fruit of every tree in the garden except the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. If you eat its fruit, you are sure to die. God is telling them, if you choose to try to live a life of right versus wrong, doing good, you'll die. It'll kill you. It'll ruin your lives. Now, you might be thinking, well, Ed, I know the rest of the story. They didn't die. You know, God just kicked them out, but they did die. And their spirit, that eternal part of us, it's like, God, they were dead. Their soul, their character became more and more corrupt. And after, you don't have to read far in Genesis before humanity started doing horrible things. And ultimately, their body died. God didn't create our bodies to ever die, but they ruined all that. And so God really, really was trying to warn them, don't eat of that tree or you'll die. So how did that actually happen? Let's look at what actually happened that led them to do this terrible thing. The devil came along to speak to them too, just like today God speaks to us, but the devil wants to speak to us and mess us up. And in the form of a serpent, he has a conversation with Eve, and he says, what's up with this? You can't eat that. She goes, no, no, it's all okay. We just can't, you know. Now look what he says in Genesis chapter 3. You won't die, the serpent replied to the woman. God knows that your eyes will be opened as soon as you eat it, and you will be like God, knowing both good and evil. When you eat, you will be like God. The devil was uh, appealing to her desire to be godly. She was wanting to please God, and this knowledge of good and evil made sense the way the devil was spinning it. Well, yeah, if I know good and evil, I'll, I'll choose good, but it was about when you do something, God will be happy. Eat of this and know what you're doing, and then God will be happy. The beginning, the beginning of a lot of bad stuff. It's like the devil is saying, you know, uh, you just heard it wrong. <laughs> try, just try Try doing it this way, and you can become more like God. Well, right here is where the brand of harmful, terrible, performance-based religion came into existence. So to help us understand this further, we're going to do some comparisons. We're going to give you three comparisons of the two brands of Christianity. So here's the first one. One brand focuses on what you do. The, the religion brand of Christianity focuses on what you do. It, it kind of would go something like you, you focus on all the good stuff you do in life. How many chapters in the Bible did you read today? How, many, how, how long did you pray uh, each day this past week? How many little old ladies did you help across the street? And so the, it focuses on what you do. You might even have, think something like, oh, my gosh. My friend Jethro, he prays five hours a day. And he reads, he reads the Bible through like twice every year. And I, I struggle just to pray for five minutes. It takes everything I've got to pray for five minutes. I must be a horrible 
Christian. Can y'all, can y'all kind of see how, the, how it's focused on how I perform, how we, did we do enough good? Well, the other brand of Christianity focuses on what Jesus has done. Massive difference here. Instead of how many chapters you read or, or how much you prayed, or uh, it focuses on how much Jesus and how much life you find when you do read the Bible and when you pray. It focuses on Jesus, not, not you. It's, it's more than the act of reading and the act of praying and the act of doing good things. It's actually about experiencing Jesus through those things. Jesus himself kind of talked about this in, in John chapter 5. Here's something he said. You're busy analyzing the scriptures. He's talking to people that are acting and, and, and kind of hooked up with this religious brand Christianity. You're busy analyzing the scriptures, frantically pouring over them in hopes of gaining eternal life. It's based on what you do is what he's saying. That's what you're doing. Everything you read points to me, yet you still refuse to come to me so I can give you the life you're looking for, eternal life. Jesus, Jesus spelled it out. He said, guys, it, it's, it's not about uh, getting everything right it's about connecting with me. It's about having a relationship with me. Jesus was saying that finding him is more important than logging good deeds. Okay, let's look at comparison number two, comparing this healthy gospel with the perverted gospel, with the religious gospel. One brand focuses on getting God's approval. Getting God's approval. Chad said it's about what we do. Well, specifically, we're doing something to try to get God's approval. We have to take action thinking he won't like us if we don't, that God's up there mad and just looking to slap us if we step out of line and keep in score on our performance. And he's always got this sourpuss look on his face, kind of like Chad, you know, just that, that kind of look. This brand believes that we have to prove our worth even though God showed us our worth by sending his son to die on the cross for our sins, that shows how much you're worth to God. But this brand of religion has to prove it. Oh, God, I'm really worthy. You know, I prayed a lot. I'm worthy for you to hear me or be part of my life. So we read all the Bible stuff like Chad talked about or pray or whatever. Be nice to everybody. So we try really, really hard, hoping God will like us. We'll get his approval. Now, the healthy gospel, the healthy Christianity, this brand focuses on receiving God's love, receiving God's love. The whole idea of getting, I just get the picture of having to go and get something, get God's approval, but receiving his love, it's like just open your hands and let him put it there. Just receive it. Let God's love fill your life. He already loves you. He loves you first. He loves you first. Yes, he knows your sin and your mistakes, just like we all make, but he loves us first. He loves us, period. Look at this great scripture we have by the same writer, the Apostle Paul, and this letter he was writing to Christians in Rome, and he's going to talk about God's love. But Christ proved God's passionate love for us by dying in our place while we were still lost and ungodly. You see what God did? While we were still 
lost and dead in sin and haters of God, many people. That, that was the status of mankind when God showed the love of sending Jesus to die for us. He took the initiative, and he's still the same way. He's not looking for you to change and clean up your act before he'll love you. No, he already loves you and wants to help you change for your good, for your blessing in life. Guys, hear this. Your view of God, what you think God is like, will determine your relationship with him. Let me say that again. How you see God will determine how I relate to God. If you think that he loves you no matter what, you'll be happy to connect to him. You'll be drawn to him. But if you think he's mad at you and keeping score and waiting till you're good enough for him to give you any approval, you're going to avoid that God. You're not going to be drawn to that God. You're going to be more like, uh, I don't know about this God. The next, the next comparison is this. One brand, the religion brand of Christianity, focuses on external duty. Uh, external duty. Now, let's be clear. There, there is right and there is wrong. And, I mean, there are things that are bad for you, and there are things we should do and not do, but it, that's really not what it's about. Uh, and, but religion focuses on those things specifically, external duty. It, it would go something like this. It is your duty to pray enough. Uh, it's your duty. You should give enough at church. You should read enough of the Bible. You're not reading enough. Uh, you should do more good. You should do enough good uh, that, I mean, you're expected to obey these like they're rules. Right? This is what you have to do. It, it, folks, you, uh, when you signed up as a Christian, when you went to that membership class, uh, it, you signed up, you signed the job description that expects you to work hard enough to make God happy. It's your duty to serve. And, and that's what this one brand of, uh, of, of Christianity will tell us. Now, the other brand, the religion brand, the healthy brand, focuses on something different. It focuses on internal desire. Uh, you pray. You read the Bible, you serve in church, or you help other people, you did do good things. Those are all, we should, but you do them because you want to, not because you have to. That's huge, huge, a massive difference. And the reason you want to is because you realize God loves me. He loved me even when I was doing the wrong things. You know what? I want to do the stuff. That is best. I want to do the thing. It's not about, I, it's my duty, so I have to do it. It's, um, I, I, I want to. Jesus talked about it. <laughs> Let me back that up. John talked about this in, in 1 John chapter 5. He explained it this way. We show that we love God when we obey his laws. His laws are not hard to obey. Now, if, you, if you've grown up in the... Uh, in the religion part of Christianity, you read this verse and you're like, well, the way I show God that I love him, I have to prove my love to him because I got to do the stuff he said. I got to follow his rules. That's not the heart of this. It's actually, it's actually this. Everything that God asks us to do, it, it's life-giving to our souls. It brings life to us. It, it, 
It brings us closer to him who loves us and who cares about us. God is the source of a, of a full, of a successful life. So everything he's asked us to do, everything we read in the Bible, is, that's the heart of it. We don't, read, we don't read the Bible. We don't obey you know, the, the Ten Commandments. We, we don't do all that stuff to show God we love him. Instead, when we love God, we actually have the desire to do these things because we realize that it's life-giving and that it brings life to us. So that's the message. And it's so important we get a hold of that, that God wants you to have a healthy relationship with him rather than be focusing on your performance and approaching him like you got to be religious and do all these different things, okay? That's, that's the message in a nutshell. And so let's take it one more step and talk about, okay, how can I live this way where that becomes my mentality all the time that God loves me and, and I'm not following into this performance stuff? Here's a few steps we want to suggest. Number one, discover the real Jesus. Discover the real Jesus. Chad and I can talk about this all day and, and share this truth with you, but you've got to discover it for yourself. You've got to know Jesus for yourself. And, and the way we do that is just all kinds of ways. We pray, we listen to God, we read the Bible, we go to church, we worship, whatever. But we're saying, God, I just want to know what you're really like. And as we discover the real Jesus, that's when we begin to get a hold of this and it starts to impact our life. Here's what I've discovered. Jesus is awesome. He is so perfectly consistent. I've seen this in my entire life. He's always ready to forgive me no matter how bad I mess up. He's always ready to guide me when I ask for help in making a decision. He's always ready to encourage me when I'm down or discouraged. He's always that way. I've discovered this over many, many years, more than Chad would want you to know about. Jesus' last promise to his disciples was about this. He said, guys, I will always be with you. That's who Jesus is to me. That's why I love him. Yeah, I messed up and made mistakes and hurt people, but Jesus died to forgive me of that. You know, the last time I checked, there wasn't anybody standing in line saying, hey, I want to pay for Ed's sin. Probably nobody's done that for you either, but Jesus did. Jesus did. That's how amazing he is. And when I discover this real Jesus, I'll feel drawn to him. A relationship with him will naturally develop. And like Chad was saying, instead of feeling obligated and forced to do good and be right, I'll want to. It'll be in my heart. Think about a relationship with a friend that you just really love and you can't get enough of them. You, you just want to somehow be a blessing to them, don't you? You want to, you know, give them stuff or whatever. That's how this gets that I want to give back to God. That's number one. Number two, stop condemnation. Condemnation, this put down that the devil wants to put on all of us. You know, at some point soon, maybe even already this morning, the devil's going to say something like this. You scumbag. <laughs> you know how bad you are. What, what Ed and Chad were talking about, yeah, that, that's good for, you know, religious or, you know, mature or, or really nice people, but you know what you're like. And if you quit thinking about what you're doing all the time and just focus on Jesus, you're going to be a disaster. He's going to say that because he wants to hold you back. He'll say something like, you don't measure up, quit this whole Christian thing. You've got to refuse to listen to that voice. You'll hear it. You'll hear it soon. 
And then third, we want to suggest that you choose a relationship over religion daily. Choose to focus on your relationship with God, not you being religious and doing all the things you have to do every day. I want to suggest a little self-talk exercise, okay, for all of us. I want to suggest that every morning you point in the mirror, looking at yourself and say, you are loved by God. You don't have to earn it. So just enjoy his love today and everything's going to be all right. That's what we're talking about. And and just be honest and, and ask yourself, is that your mentality of yourself before God? That's what he wants us to get, unconditionally, totally loving towards us. So I want you to practice it, okay? Get your pointer out, brother. Oh, man, look at him. He's, he's already shot that gun once today. All right. So repeat after me. You're pointing in the mirror. You're going to do this every morning this week, I hope. Ready? Here we go. God loves you. God loves you. You don't have to earn it. You don't have to earn it. So just enjoy his love today. So just enjoy his love today. I know it's, it feels weird and awkward in some ways, but I'm telling you. There's power in that. You're speaking to yourself God's truth, and it'll make a big difference. I hope you'll try it. So we want to apply these three things to our lives because it's going to be something that helps us. Uh, you know, if you're still wondering, well, which, which one am I doing? Which brand am I following? Let me give you one more thing that, that might help you a little bit. You'll probably find yourself in one of these two spots at some point. The first one would be this. You have... Um, maybe it's been a while since you went to church or you've read your Bible or doing any of those things you think you're supposed to do. And uh, this happens, actually, this happens to me and Ed all the time. Um, there'll be somebody that hasn't been to church in six months. I, I don't know. And we see them. And I recognize them. And, and with all my heart, I, you know, you don't want to like, well, they didn't come to my church. So I ain't going to talk to them. Well, we don't, we don't treat people that way. So it's just a, hey, how are you doing? And the first words out of their mouth are, I know, I got to get back in church. <laughs> Guaranteed that they are living the religion brand of Christianity. But if, which actually unfortunately happens a lot less, hey, how you, how you doing? Man, I have been missing it. I, I know I should have, I, I, I wasn't coming, but I really want to, and, and I know that I need, there's something I'm missing that I need to get. I know God loves me. You see the difference? It's one is like, oh, my gosh, I didn't go. So what happens? They're not going to come. They won't be here the next week because it's that I'm going to hide from God. Oh, as a matter of fact, if you don't know the story, Adam and Eve ate this fruit from the tree that they, God said, hey, don't do that. And the first thing they did after they ate that fruit was hide from God. They're like, I don't want God to see me because I don't want to talk to him because I know I've been bad. That's not the road we want to go down. We want to go down the road of God loves me, even though I've messed up. When we follow the relationship Christianity, we have life. It it brings life to us. Church isn't a drag. It's not a, I feel bad for not going. It's a, man, maybe I had to work. I didn't make it, but I want to be around people that are following Jesus, too. Uh, We... If we follow the relationship brand of Christianity, we'll find our destiny. We get to really, really live. Now, you, you might be here today, and um, you're like, well, I don't have that. 
I've been doing the religion side, or I have done none. I like zip. This is the first time I've ever been in church in my life. Well, if that's you, we're so glad you came, because God does love you, and He does have a plan for you. So, if you realize today you're not you're not living the relationship part, or or you've never connected to God at all, we want to take just a second here and give you an opportunity to do just that. And so, y'all, just everybody in here, if you will, stand up with me. And if you're in that spot and you say, I want to connect to God today, here's what we'll do. We're, going to st- we're just going to pray together so that you can start a real relationship with God. It's that simple. It's that easy. And so if, if that's not you, if you're like, hey, I'm in, I've, you know, I've been, I've, I'm, I'm doing okay with that, well, will you pray with us and just support those that are, are maybe praying this for the first time or they're really making it serious in their life today? Uh, So we'll just, if you would please, just we'll pray and just kind of repeat after me. Here we go. Lord, I need you. Lord, I need you. Please come into my life. Please come into my life. And save me. And save me. Please forgive me. Please forgive me. Please help me change. Please help me change. I want to be free. I want to be free. To become the person I was born to be. To become the person I was born to be. Jesus, thank you for loving me. Jesus, thank you for loving me. I want, I want a real relationship. A real relationship with you. With you. Amen. Amen. Now, if you are saying that and this is really serious for you today, there's a little green card in those seats. We'd love to know who you are. Uh, if you would fill that out, drop it in the little basket on your way out. You'll see them there in those little tables. Uh, we just want to say, hey, congratulations. Here are, here, here's how you can continue and connect to God even more. And that, that's what we want to do with those things. Before we go today, I want to remind you of one thing real specifically, two things actually. One is we have people that are ready and willing to pray for you personally right up here on either side of the stage as soon as we head out this morning. They will take the time to pray for you. So if you come, if you came needing somebody to just to, to, take, to pray with you, to take a few minutes with you, they are willing to do that. So you can head this way as soon as, we, as soon as we're leaving this morning. The second thing is, next week, bring a friend. Bring somebody to church with you. Uh, just tell them how you're discovering or you've discovered that the relationship brand of Christianity is the way to go. Uh, I guarantee you it will bring life to them, and they'll want to know more about it. Bring a friend. Bring a friend with you. To close out today, let's pray. And guest, if you have the Connect card, the little yellow Connect card, remember to take it to that guest card because we want to make sure that we get your information to send you an email and we want you to have a free gift. All right, now let's pray. Lord, we thank you for today and I thank you for each and every person in here. God, we pray that you would help us to remember the things that you spoke to our heart this morning. We want to have a real relationship with you. We want that brand of Christianity. We want what Jesus really came to give us and what he came to bring to our lives. Thank you so much for loving us this morning. Bring us back next week, ready to hear the things that you're gonna say to our hearts. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.